BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right and join Michael Smirkanish right here in the middle. This is the Smirkanish podcast for independent minds. With regard to debate, you know my line, a lot has been said, but not everybody has had a chance to say it. This is my take on what took place last night in Milwaukee. Uh, Short version. It was a Republican Rorschach test. In other words, you can look at that and you can see lots of different things You can come away reinforced in whatever belief you had going into it. And by the way, they would all be correct. I mean, I I think there's a lot of ways to slice and dice what transpired over the course of those two hours. I think it important that everybody remember the intended audience. And, And with no disrespect to many of you who are listening to me, and I base this on the way that you vote on my daily poll questions and what I hear from you, those who call the program, many of you are not the intended audience. I mean, the the intended audience last night, they were playing to, I should say, Republican voters and more specifically, likely Republican voters. And here's a litmus test. If you've never if you've never spent the time to listen to rich men north of Richmond, I can tell you you're not in the demo. I just saw in The New York Times today, by the way, the print edition Rich Men North of Richmond, an independently released track by the little-known performer billed as Oliver Anthony, became the surprise number one song in the United States this week, topping hits by Taylor Swift, Morgan Wallen, and Olivia Rodrigo. The song, which was uploaded to YouTube just two weeks ago, caught fire with conservative commentators, including Matt Walsh and Laura Ingram, who described it as an authentic expression of working class struggle, though some critics winced at any welfare sentiments that seemed to harken back to the Reagan era. Yada, yada, yada. It shot to the top of the Billboard Top 100 singles chart with 17.5 million streams and 147,000 downloads. I've been selling my soul working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay so I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away. It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me and people like you wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. Oh, it is. I think I did right by that in terms of hitting the right uh, chords. Um, Something else, just in terms of a preamble. Remember how they came in. They came in, according to YouGov and CBS News and others, but this one happens to be in front of me, with Trump at 62%, DeSantis at 16%, Ramaswamy 7 
Pence 5, Scott 3, Haley 2, Christie 2, Burgum 1, Hutchinson 1. Without Trump on that stage, DeSantis is the de facto leader, right? I mean, he's the guy. He's, you know, he's he's at least within shouting distance of Trump. Heretofore, the others have not been. But I don't think you'd know that from watching last night. I, I don't think that, frankly, he didn't catch the flack that I'd anticipated he would. Uh, that went in a different direction. I'll get to it. But I don't think that Ron DeSantis distinguished himself on that stage last night. And I don't think that a person who had not been paying attention watching that stage, if they didn't understand the positioning issue of who gets to stand center stage, and you said, well, which of these do you think is the front runner? Would anybody have said, oh, it's got to be that guy? You know, who is he? Florida? No, I don't think so. He didn't. It's not that he had a bad night. I would argue that no one had a bad night. It's that some had a better night than others. Yesterday's poll question at Smirconish.com asked, who will most distinguish themselves? And I meant for better or worse, you know, Think Time Magazine, Person of the Year, who's going to most move the needle? I gave you all eight choices and the category of none. More than 22,000 voted. And Chris Christie, he didn't just have a plurality. He had a majority. 51.88% said Christie, followed by none. Well, that was not the correct answer. The correct answer was Vivek Ramaswamy, who came in only at 12.07% in my poll yesterday. It was certainly not DeSantis, who was most impactful or most distinguished himself. It was Vivek. I mean, the first question last night, Went to went to Ron DeSantis, as you would expect. He he's the among that group, the so-called leader. The follow up went to Chris Christie. Why did it go to Chris Christie? Chris Christie's at like one point in the polls. It went to Chris Christie because Fox was hoping and expecting that it would now be like a, a Christie full frontal on DeSantis and we'd be off to the races with fireworks, except Chris Christie took a pass. Instead, the target of a lot of their ire last night was Vivek Ramaswamy. By the way, remember, I hosted him for a town hall in the Philly Burbs exclusively for POTUS, and you can watch it on my YouTube channel. I'm going to make sure that we drive that higher on my YouTube page, because if you want good insight into him, watch my hour-long interview. I can tell you the guy, I wasn't surprised by his his performance last night. He's very good on his feet. He's very hard to, to steamroll. And the other candidates on that stage, they see him as ascendant. They're all stagnant, or they had been up until last night. DeSantis is in decline, so they went after the guy. They're unwilling to go after Trump. So they went after the guy who who seemed to have some some big mo coming into it, to quote uh, Bush 41. And Vivek Ramaswamy, I think, has now secured his position as the Mayor Pete on the Republican side of the aisle of this cycle, meaning the new guy you'd never heard of who is going to continue to have a moment. I mean, he's out polling the former vice president. Pence called him a rookie last night. Christie called him an amateur. Haley said, you've got no foreign policy experience and it shows and you're embracing a murderer. Ramaswamy stood there solo with his hand in the air saying that that he would not support more funding for Ukraine while the rest of them hedged. And keep this in mind, every time they engaged him, 
it meant he got a 30-second follow-up. And clock management, I think, was very important last night because they only had 60 seconds for a response and then 30 for a follow-up or if they were referenced. Look, Nikki Haley had some good moments. I thought she distinguished herself well last night. I think that Mike Pence, uh, in securing support from his opponents for his actions on January 6th, also had uh, a good night, all things told. The the most, um, I thought that the best exchange was between Chris Christie and Vivek Ramaswamy. I have that audio for you. So this is Christie taking on Ramaswamy. Listen not only to Christie's insult, but to Ramaswamy's response, which I happen to think was the best retort of the evening. Then they are of actual climate right. change. Governor, Governor right, Haley, are you bought the paid for? Down by hold on, hold on. Listen, listen, listen. Hold on, hold on. I've had enough. I've had enough already tonight of a guy who sounds like ChatGPT standing up here. Good line. And the last person in one of these debates, Brett, who stood in the middle of the stage and said, what's a skinny guy with an odd last name doing up here was Barack Obama, and I'm afraid we're dealing with the same type of amateur standing in stage tonight. Come on, give me a hug. <laughs> give me a hug just same, like you did to Obama. Same time give me a hug. Great me response. Like I mean, here he is. Here's, here is Christie castigating Ramaswamy like, oh, you know, you remind me of Obama. And Vivek Ramaswamy correctly remembers in the 2012 cycle in the waning days when Chris Christie, you know, greets and, and I don't fault Christie for doing it. But you remember that was the hug or was it a hug? I don't think there actually was a hug. But, you know, figuratively speaking, he greet he greeted warmly Obama and then was kind of silent in the waning days of Mitt Romney and Barack Obama running against each other at a time when Christie's star was much higher than it is today in the GOP. So I thought that was the I thought that was the best, you know, sheer exchange. But the most telling thing, the most telling answer last night was a nonverbal reply. And it was when they were asked the question about what if Donald Trump? Can we roll that, Dan? You all signed a pledge to support the eventual Republican nominee. If former President Trump is convicted in a court of law, would you still support him as your party's choice? Please raise your hand if you would. I wish what I were doing TV right now. The audience is cheering because all their hands are going up except Asa Hutchinson, and Chris Christie is kind of waving. So just be clear, Governor Christie, you were kind of late to the game there, but you raised your hand? No, I'm doing this. Look, (laughs) look, I'm doing this. And I know you didn't. Whoa, whoa. No, come... What's and the, look, would, would, look here's, the, here's the bottom line. Someone's got to stop normalizing this conduct. Okay? Now, and now whether or not, whether or not you believe that the criminal charges are right or wrong, the conduct is beneath the office of President of the United States. You know, this is the great thing about this country. Booing is allowed, but it doesn't change the truth. You know, I I would love to subruder. I would love to slow-mo that tape because what I saw, what I saw, you know, in my family room was hedging and nervousness 
And I don't know, I don't know what to do. They're looking left and right. Oh, okay, I'll put up my hand too. Yeah, I mean, what? You didn't think that question was coming? And you couldn't have anticipated that it was going to be a raise your hand so we could get that shot and see who's going to continue to stand with Trump and who wouldn't? I mean, here's Donald Trump being arrested today in Atlanta for the fourth time, and they're still afraid to take him on. My bottom line from last night is this. It's good news for Donald Trump. He thus far has no serious competition among that field, but enough will still continue to jockey for second position that the field will not be winnowed. At least nobody there is going to voluntarily get out. Come on, they're having the fun of their life on that stage. And they probably all now got a ticket, you know, stamped for the Reagan library in a month. Whether they get to Atlanta uh, in two months, pardon me, uh, Alabama in two months remains to be seen. But I, I, I said on CNN this morning, I think that Nikki Haley and Mike Pence and certainly Vivek Ramaswamy, I, not so much Tim Scott, uh, but I think there are a number of people on that stage last night who can wake up this morning thinking, hey, man, I had a good night last night. And they'd be right. And why the hell would they get out given the the fluid nature of this race? So they're going to hang in for a while. I don't think that there will be any bump for Ron DeSantis coming out of that debate last night. But the others, I, I think they're going to they're going to get a little a little bit of a boost, probably at DeSantis's uh, expense, maybe a little bit at Trump's expense as well. But they're all going to hang in. And so when all is said and done, it's going to be Donald Trump continuing to be at 50 plus percent and his next closest competitor being probably below 20 and let them all jockey for second position is what I would be saying to myself if I'm Donald Trump. Trump wins debate the night before he's arrested for the fourth time. Go figure. This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, 
and Judy Woodruff come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS. Sirius XM Channel 124 and on the SXM app. Anthony, Albany, New York, give me that one thing you wanted to say about the debate last night. It was like watching a preseason football game. Your star quarterback is on the bench. You're now looking <laughs> for the backup. I think the backup we found was uh, Ramos Flami, who I've been following for a while. I do like him, but I also like the fact that he is not a politician. He's grounded in his values, and he's unapologetic about it. That's some of the good signs of a leader. Well, that's that's why he's got a he's got a building around. Look for the applause and then decide whether or not he's going to raise his hand when Um, he gets called when he gets called a rookie by Mike Pence. He's got a built in response or when he's called an amateur, you know, that. that, Yeah, that's right. I'm not like the rest of you. It's very Trump like I haven't been in the swamp for all these years the way that every one of you have been. Uh, Mark, you're in San Antonio, Texas. What did you think last night? Uh, I like Vivek Ramaswamy. I think he can be the candidate that many of us hoped Trump would be, an entrepreneur who's successful and smart and an outsider. But unlike Trump, uh, Ramaswamy can be the bad guy, but he can also be the good guy. Trump has one mode, and it's fight, 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 and it can't win. And uh, I, I, I actually... I think Nikki Haley uh, is a little off. Ramaswamy's not trying to give all of Ukraine uh, to uh, Putin, and it'll be hard to invade Poland from Luhansk. Um, I would like to see Nikki Haley and Ramaswamy come together, and uh, maybe Nikki Haley can change Ramaswamy's mind about foreign policy a little. And uh, Ramaswamy, Nikki Haley, all Indian-American tickets, I'm all for it. I believe that you can be nominated as a Republican calling climate change a hoax and saying you're going to shut off funding for Ukraine. I I hope you can't get elected president if those are your true positions. And that's the difference between a nominating contest and a general election. Adam, you're in Houston. What did you think last night? Yeah, hey, uh, as far as Ramaswamy goes, I thought he was way too energetic, as if he, like, injected straight caffeine in his veins before he went out there. Um, As far as DeSantis is an absolute weasel who refuses to answer a question. Look, I may not agree with Ramaswamy saying that climate change is a hoax or whatever, but by God, the man at least answered a question. Ron DeSantis is, he refuses to answer a question. I cannot respect a man or woman who will not tell you what they believe. And he Look, is just absolutely. I find it. I find it hard to believe that that coming out of that debate in the next poll, it's like, wow, DeSantis really jumped. It's just not going to happen. If, if, it, if it happens, you'll call me and call me out and, and say, Michael, remember the day after you said that there was no way I'll be floored. You know, he, he had a decent night. He didn't say anything. He, DeSantis, didn't say anything to embarrass himself, but he, he did nothing to distinguish himself. And Ramaswamy, I can tell you from having hosted him for my POTUS town hall a month or so ago, uh, you know, I, I didn't spend any time with him beyond what you heard. You know, some backstage greeting and so forth. But it was an hour long that I was in his company and I sized him up as as an individual who only knows one speed. 
So to the caller's point about him looking like he was totally wired for that event last night, I think that's the way that the guy is. Uh, this is Mike. You're in Florida. You want to say something about a commercial break and what you took away from that? Go ahead. I don't understand. Um, if you notice, Michael, Durham, thank you for taking my call. But if you notice, at the commercials, they still kept a, a um, oh yeah a, a box camera on stage. Right. Right. And if you notice, for the first two commercials. Nikki Haley was locked in. She did not move from that podium while everybody else was back slapping or going and doing what they, they had to do. She had her people come right up to her. Now, I don't know why that struck me as, as so, you know, why it struck me, but I noticed that, and I'm like, this lady is locked in. <laughs> and, you know, from the pole vault, I think she was the best one. That's, it was the first two. The third one, she did walk away, and then they didn't show a commercial for the uh, show them during the last commercial break. But for some reason, I'm like, this lady is locked in. She wants this more than anybody, and she's not going with the other politicians and, you know, backslapping or going backstage. She was ready. Speaking, speaking only for myself, I can, I can only say that uh, I, I, I took note of the box and that they kept the camera live. Me, in the span of two hours, was probably, you know, th- three trips to the head. If I were on that debate stage, thank God I'd be saying that they have, that they have commercial breaks. Tom, Jupiter, quickly, what did you most want to say? Ramaswamy, DeSantis, Haley, uh, Pence. Um, I thought Ramaswamy was amazing. I thought, I personally thought, Mike, that um, I'm from Florida. I thought Governor DeSantis did well. I, I thought he was to the point, direct. He didn't make any mistakes, and I was, I was finally impressed. And I have okay. one other question, quickly: is how can the Democrats not have a debate, and can you somehow bring that up? Why are they? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I want because, to see. oh, I'd love to see it, too. I would love to see RFK Jr. And I guess Marianne Williamson, yes. if she makes the cut and Biden. And it's not only it's yes. not only why aren't they having a debate, but why? Why doesn't RFK Jr., if he's truly at 20 percent in the polls, why doesn't he get more access to the airwaves that would be given? Nobody on the Republican side other than DeSantis and Trump is at 20 percent. OK, if it weren't RFK, ah, it's a long it's a long story, but they ought to be giving him more time. But they're afraid of him. They're afraid of him and they're afraid of being criticized for giving him. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. More time. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. Meredith, you're in Great Falls, Virginia. Give me a takeaway from last night. Okay, so... When asked about whether or not Pence did the right thing on January 6th, they all said yes. <clears throat> and the corollary to that is, is that they think that Trump did the wrong thing. When asked if they would vote for Trump despite being convicted, they all said yes. They all right. said that they were the party of law and order. Pence right. said that he uh, didn't think any man was above the law, but didn't think that Trump should have been indict- indicted. Okay. So my point is, with all this cognitive dissonance, how can you trust anything that they said? Okay, what a wonderful... Why didn't I say all of that? That was beautifully stated and all accurate. None of it is consistent. Can I Can I give you a Smirch Merch t-shirt for an excellent call? Well, can I say one thing quickly? One quick She's, thing quickly. Dan, she doesn't want the t-shirt. Hello? All right, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah I, do, I do want the t-shirt, but I want to say... Can I say one thing quickly? Oh. Go, mm. go, go. Okay, so... So Republicans think that Republicans can only be uh, adjudicated by Republican judges. They think the Democrats can only be adjudicated by by Republican judges because Democrats would be too favorable. So my very Democratic kids want to know why they should go to law school. I tell you, you're on a roll. I'm putting you on hold. Take the T-shirt and run. Thank you for that. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.